A Mandalorian and a Jedi? They'll never see it coming. And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book bullies. Man, you come right out of a comic book. Book Bullies with Nerdist and New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. The Unforgiven, uh, with my co-host. Uh, yeah, this is Eli, a.k.a. Polly Two Times. Yep, and we're back with another episode. And yeah, if you notice something on this particular episode that you noticed that there is no uh, Facebook page this time. And that is because somebody on this page did some dumb shit and got this up kicked off of Facebook for a week. So, Wasn't me this finger. time. Wasn't me. It, it happens. So, like I said, we wouldn't be the bullies if we didn't do some fucked up shit every now and then anyway. So, David, <laughs> uh, still, let's move on to the next part of podcast. Eli, before we get to the nerd shit, can we talk about this shit that everybody else was talking about? Sure. Okay. So, I figure what we'll talk about is that we'll talk about the uh, the the Tyson whatever fight that happened this weekend, Tyson Jones fight, or I even show you a clip of it this week. It was uh, this is what it looked like. So. <laughs> yeah so yeah basically a bunch of old fuckers fighting it, they hugged all day uh ended in draw nobody got hurt uh the end and that was it anything else you had to talk about that or well i read the rules for the fight um basically it said they weren't allowed to fight <laughs> <laughs> even though like tyson seemed like he wanted to just kill somebody but like he wasn't able to do that so, <laughs> yeah but yeah that's the one of the rules of the fight but here's the thing nobody's talking about that what they're talking about is Nate Robinson and the Jake Paul fight. Yeah. Now, I do want to say this because Nate Robinson uh, is, I have to talk about him, he is a famous person. He's a basketball player, retired basketball player now. He is the only person in NBA history to win the slam dunk competition three times. Only person to do that. But guess what? Because of this weekend, he won't be known for that anymore. Even though he's the only person to do that, he won't be known for that. He'll be known for this, this dumb shit, getting knocked the fuck out by a YouTuber. Yeah. Uh, Paul George. You know who is, not Paul George, uh, Paul Logan. George, Jake Logan. Something Andy Logan, Paul. fuck a Logan. All of them. Something I hate them dudes. Paul, yeah. They get on my nerves. They're the bane of my existence. And because now he's the, he's a laughing stock of everybody now. Twitter's just going in on him. Memes are coming in left and right. Look look at this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Lion King and shit. Just popping up left and right. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, not something else. <laughs> uh, everybody thought it was going to be like Apollo Creed. You know, that was Exhibition Mass also. And it pretty much ended up like that. Now, I know that uh, uh, Rocky Four had his uh, 35th anniversary. You know, shout out to Comic Cast. Uh, oh, but yeah. he didn't have to reenact it. Hell, he looked <laughs> just like Apollo Creed did. <laughs> at the end of it so i'm like what the fuck hey robinson uh yeah i'll be honest with you it was so bad man the black community having a conversation man we need we need to excommunicate him we need to do a racial draft you know <laughs> trade him for prince harry i don't know <laughs> no because we can't be seen you got knocked out by a youtuber <laughs> so well my, my, yeah. all I, I, 
to watch my video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My thing is this. I understand that people want to, you know, give him credit for living your dream and going out and doing what you want to do, regardless of what everybody do it. Sometimes you don't need to do that. Sometimes you just need to sit your ass down somewhere. Hey, you know, that we see that all the time. Other athletes will try out another sport, you know. I mean, hell, if if Mayweather tried to play football, I'd love to see him get tackled and like fucking cremated. It would be funny as hell. I wouldn't pay for it though. You know, it would be funny. <laughs> but is that what we want to see? We want to see athletes just, you know, completely ruin their legacy? Is that what we want? Not really. No. You see, that's my thing. I didn't watch this fight. I didn't give a shit about this fight. We talked about this when they first announced it. I'm a right, fight and fan. And I, I, I saw your enthusiasm then. Yeah, I, I'm a fight fan. I actually, I did watch fights last night. It was the UFC, and it was for free, and they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of two washed-up guys over the heel yeah, just, you know, just hooking each other these, out. These big, huge, like, circus events. It's, it's basically all they are, and they just charge the shit out of them, just like Conor McGregor and the Floyd Waymeather fight. Didn't watch that, didn't give a shit, but because of that fight, they jacked up the prices of pay-per-views because of that. Because of those two assholes and that shit that they put on a few years back, now we all got to pay more for fucking – we got to pay for that shit now. You know, so, yeah, I, I'm not into these, like, freak shows and shit because, you know, yeah, it taints the legacy of the sport, you know. Yeah, so it's the number one thing that people have been talking about as far as boxing-wise. I mean, what's the last thing that got attention boxing-wise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the way Mayweather fight shit. So yeah, you gotta have a circus sideshow like this sometimes, but it's just weird. My thing is, like I said, Nate Robinson has no friends. They should have told him ahead of time that you were probably gonna get your ass knocked out by a YouTuber and he didn't listen to anything just did him. Because look, this makes it even worse. Jay Paul is wearing his jersey. <laughs> After he knocked his ass out. Well now now you got all these assholes, all these other fighters that wanna like, you know, come out of the woodwork trying to wanting to fight him now. Please, like, somebody knock his ass out. Anybody? Because they want to get paid. They, you know, that's what they, they want to get paid. They want, they want this freak show money. So yeah, they're coming out of the woodwork for more, so we can see more bullshit fights. So Look, yeah, we're gonna Eli, see this. I'll pay good money for somebody to knock his ass out. I'm <laughs> just saying. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Let me say we move on to the next part of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. Is the, Fill yeah. it in for. Uh, let me share out these links real quick. Okay. I, I, you, you got it. Uh, you got the. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm doing All some right. technical stuff, so but you know, kick a rhyme or do some stand up real quick. Cool, okay. <laughs> there was a black, a Jew, and now nah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I don't want to get banned on YouTube, also. No, but, I, want, I actually want to hear that one now. <laughs> I, I, I actually could finish that, but I'm not gonna finish that. I might finish it offline. <laughs> All right, so let's go uh, to the next part of podcast. Like I said, this is the part. Uh, where we actually usually start off where there was a dip this weekend, and we do want to pay condolences oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. David Prowse. Uh, David Prowse is actually a big feature, big feature uh, in the science fiction fantasy community, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for those that don't know who he was, he was the basically the body or the acting portrayal of Darth Vader. And yes. yes, the greatest movie villain of all time. I don't care who you are. You disagree with me. Fight me. I don't care. Because fight us, fight us both. Yeah, because uh, yeah. fight us both. Like the only thing about Star Wars we agree on. <laughs> Darth Vader <laughs> is the greatest uh, movie villain of all time. Because yeah. just look at his movement. You can just tell by his movement that he had physical presence. So before you know James Earl Jones' booming voice came in, he just walked in the room. You're like, oh, that's a bad motherfucker. You know, yeah. and that's, that's all you needed to know. Yeah, 
I mean, he just had this "don't fuck with me" aura. Like the right. first, the first, the moment you saw him on screen, you're like, "Holy shit, this guy! Don't fuck with this guy." You know, right? That, that was- because it took a while before he even just stuck, uh, stayed on screen. But that's the thing. That's what we know him from. Uh, apparently, David Prowse was a, a big deal over you know in his own country as uh, I'm trying to think something something cross man. Basically, yeah, he, he talked. Yeah. Uh, how to cross the street, you know, without getting, you know, hit by a car and shit like that, you know. So he oh, did yeah, he's like on some children's show or some shit. Some yeah. children's show like that. Matter of yeah. fact, even between shooting of Star Wars, he was still shooting those commercials in between then, where George Lucas would be like, you know, he gave him time to, to shoot the commercials also because it meant so much to the kids, yeah. you know. Well, uh, he was also uh, a Clockwork Orange, and that's where uh, George Lucas saw him from. He's like, oh, this this is a big guy. You know? Yeah, like so he, said, he was like, a bodybuilder, yeah. shredded, ripped all that stuff. Six you know? seven, he was like six seven, and uh, and George Lucas, hey man, I got making this movie, the space movie. I got two parts. I got this Wookie, who's like this <laughs> big fuzzy teddy bear, or I got this big ass badass villain character. And he's like, I, I want to be the villain. I want to be the <laughs> villain, right? <laughs> like that, you should have lived with that. <laughs> yeah, but but it doesn't yeah. stop there. David Prowse actually had an even more significant. Uh, uh, like impact on on Hollywood. Uh, for one thing, Superman. Not no, oh, he yeah? wasn't Superman, anything like that. But when Christopher Reeves got cast for the role, he was like this scrawny dude. Uh, you know, six foot tall. You know, ninety pounds soaking wet. So like, okay, we need to get some muscle on you. Get Darth Vader. You know. So David Prowse was his trainer for the Superman role. So he went from some scrawny oh. kid to I this. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know so that. So that's what turned it. Look. No, no muscle padding. This ain't no M- MCU. This, <laughs> this ain't CGI. This ain't, this ain't Michael Keaton and Batman. This ain't Michael Keaton. This is all Christopher Reeves right here, baby. <laughs> Take it in. Soak it in, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. So, rest in peace, David Pryor. Like I said, your contribution just everything. He he played a badass. He was actually a pretty nice guy that everybody, you know, pretty love. Uh, Hi. Snack. Okay. Snap. Hey. Snap bell train. Thanks for listening. train. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Mario. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's move on past that. So, since we're going to, no, before we get in knee deep into the Star Wars shit, technically, this is like some Star Wars shit also. Uh, the monolith. Oh, yeah. You heard yeah, about yeah. I know you heard about the monolith. The monolith, yes. Yeah, so we, we heard, we all heard about it. Apparently, aliens are real, like I said, because 2020 is going to 2020 harder than everybody has before. So apparently, there's these monoliths that are out there right now that just popped out of Utah for no reason whatsoever. Uh, and nobody knows where they came from. It's no. just there. Some like, I don't know how tall, three meters or whatever meters long is. They found some scientists found it. They were joking around. Well, some aliens left it, you know. But here's the weird thing, Eli. Upon recording this podcast right now, when they went back to it, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And here's the thing. (laughs) The government of Utah made an official statement saying that BLM had nothing to do with the uh, disappearance of the monolith. (laughs) Now, BLM, of course, means the Bureau of Land Management. (laughs) Oh, no shit. That's not funny. (laughs) Right. But. Twitter didn't read that statement and just ran with it. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking black people always stealing shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. There's no black people in Utah. Let's they play for the jazz, man. That's it. <laughs> but I heard that like there was they found a note that said "bye, bitch" or something. Right. <laughs> Blacks rule. Like, come on. You know that wasn't us. <laughs> <Blacks rule. laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah, but who knows? But it probably some movie shit or something like that. But let, let's just move on past that. Oh, can we go back? No, we can go back. Okay. Now we're gonna oh shit, I didn't do it. Anyway, we're gonna stick on this. We're gonna go to the Mandalorian. Okay. Because I know you got a chance to see it, so we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian. Uh I know you got a whole bunch of shit you can talk about this with Mandalorian. So Ooh, I, I'll yeah. let you go first and break down what all you have. Yeah, this season they're killing it, you know. This this new episode directed by Dave the motherfucking man Filoni. Um there's right all away. kind of pictures of like him with in faith in Jesus <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. imagery. <laughs> yeah. Um they we we knew we knew Ahsoka was coming, and this episode did not waste any time. Just got right here. She is, motherfucker. Here's Ahsoka, and here she is doing what she does best whooping ass. <laughs> right. And some people like they wanted more of a build up. They wanted more. Like, nah, they just straight like, to it. We had two no fucking years play, build up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just a sweet episode. She's, uh, for spoilers, recap real quick. Hold up, before we get there, I, now look at Ahsoka in like it's in a cartoon and look at Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. Like, they they nailed that shit. Yeah. I'm like, wow. They Like I said, I'm not attached to Ahsoka like like you are or everybody else to watch the show, but just looking at you, like, whoa, they nailed that. Like, you put them side by side, your brain will fool you into thinking, okay, which one's the cartoon? You know, yeah, well, real. even when they announced it, this was like fan casting. When she first expressed interest, this was just like, hey, I would love to play Ahsoka in a movie. This is when they first got Star Wars back together and Disney bought, you know, the series and all that shit. And she just <clears> mentioned, hey, I'd like to play Ahsoka. And we were all like, yeah, that would be so cool. So when it finally happened, like, yeah, it's awesome. But but finally seeing her in action, yeah, this we're finally seeing, like Bo-Katan, we're finally seeing a character that we always only seen animated, but now in, uh, you know, in real life, you know, live action. So, um, yeah, it was, and it was kind of cool. And I got to admit, because I'm, I, because I'm such a fan of the Clone Wars and Rebels, seeing Ahsoka move like an actual human was mm-hmm. a little, was a little, <laughs> I was like, hey. Okay, that of, uncanny valley, if you want to say. <laughs> she's kind of slow. Then, oh, yeah, this isn't CGI. Like in the cartoons, it's all, they're all moving on. It's well, you know what, Eli? I, if I if I can make one criticism, I will make that I feel like Rosario Dawson's fight training wasn't quite there. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean if, if you want to, if you want to nitpick, yeah, that's all. But you know, still, like, it was still cool. Like it was I still cool. Know. It was still cool. I'm just saying, but I'm I'm seeing how like other Jedi's move in these in these uh show in yeah. the movies, like even Anakin and Obi Wan, they were fucking going at it. Oh yeah, they know? trained for months. Yeah, she's no Ray Park. You know the guy who played Darth. Vader. Right, even like uh, <laughs> yeah. like uh, Ewan McGregor was on like the Tonight Show one time, and they gave him a lightsaber, and it was like five years like after you know uh, Revenge of the Sith. He just pulled out and just went, and I'm like, whoa, the fuck, you know, like he like, he shit. knows that stuff, like his training is still there. So Rosario Dawson's training was there because it felt like her movements were slower than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, but yeah. when she was standing still, like the the screen presence was there. Yeah. Just a fight choreography, like, and, and and that'll come. You like, if she gets more time to play the role and prepare and preparation for it, that that'll be there. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was I've watched it like three times now. This episode, two thousand yeah, man, what to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, I've watched it a, multiple times now. Um, and yeah, I really dug this episode. It had basically everything that 
in, that Star Wars embodies, you know, the, you know, the cool, you know, the samurai swords and the, the you know, the Kung Fu for the Kill Bill fight at the end and, mm-hmm. you know, the cool shootout scenes and just ex- expanding the lore. We all, sh- you know, we got to find out Baby Yoda's backstory. So anyways, quick recap, spoilers for, for those who haven't seen it. I mean, why the fuck are you here? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the episode opens. Ahsoka is murking a bunch of soldiers on some planet. It's it's dark. There's fog. She's using cover. At, the visuals were dope. You know what I mean? Right out of right. a samurai. Right out of a Kura, Kurosawa movie. You know, very cool visuals. She basically goes to the gate of the town. She's like, hey, you got to tell me what I want to know or I'm going to come and kill your whole village, basically. You know, and then here comes Mando. He shows up to the town. He's like, yeah, I'm looking for a Jedi. And they go to the the magistrate, the boss lady or whatever. She's an ex-imperial, whatever. And she's like, yeah, there's a Jedi out there. You go kill her. We'll give you a Baskar spear. So he goes and finds Ahsoka. Shows her baby Yoda. We find out that baby Yoda has a name, which is mm-hmm. Grogu. Which and nobody's going to call him that. Yeah. <laughs> It's His still mama baby, Yoda. baby Yoda. I'm gonna call him yeah. Baby Yoda. <laughs> but uh, but we get a sense of uh, Baby Yoda's backstory that he was actually in the Jedi Temple when it fell, and he was actually being trained on Coruscant, you know, before Order sixty six, and you know, then went into hiding, and then all that. Um, so and hasn't been used, hasn't used his training in decades. By now, it's been decades, you know, because this is Order sixty six, which happened during the prequels, which would be yeah decades earlier so um so he hasn't really used any of his force abilities that much um and uh but basically uh, ahsoka says yeah you help me take out this town i'll help train them blah 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 so they do you know they go to the town fuck shit up but then at the end of the episode ahsoka's like no i don't think i want to train him because uh you know he's uh he's kind of forgotten his uh his force abilities he's got a lot of uh, baggage, dar- uh, you know, negative feelings, fear, and anger, and Plus all that stuff. Plus, he has stuff. attachment to yeah, Mando. and now he's got attachment to uh, to Mando. So she doesn't want to chain him. Um, tells Mando go take him to uh, that one planet I can't remember the name of, but it's actually an actual planet in the series, you know. And then if a, a Jedi will sense him and come call it, so that's basically where it ends. Um, so yeah, uh, I really dug on it. A lot of cool action, and again, expanded on the mythology. You know, getting a sense of who Baby Yoda was, his backstory, and setting up what may happen. You know, is this is this a prelude to Luke? You know, is this is this uh, you know, will Luke come and sit? Will the last episode of this season be Mando bringing him to that planet, and you know? Luke opening up his eyes, sensing Baby Yoda from across the galaxy. Will that be the final shot? And then cut to black. The last I doubt episode. it. I doubt it. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't make any reference to Luke on here. Um, but you know, other Jedi. There's not many Jedi left. Um, Ezra. They could bring back Ezra from. That's Ezra. who I'm thinking. What is who yeah. is going to be? And yeah. um, you know, but you know, this this kind of sets up. Uh, you know, kind of a, a tragic story for Baby Yoda because we all know what happens to the Jedi. Baby Jabba coming soon. <laughs> well, Jabba was in uh, uh what's the name? Z- what was that kid's name? What the fuck is his name? 
Jabba's son was in the uh, the Clone Wars cartoon. What the hell was his name? It was like it was like Shitter or something. It was like a stupid name. Like, uh, <laughs> Jabba had a, yeah, Baby Hut. It was a Baby Hut. I can't remember his name was like well, yeah, it was like Pooper or something. It was a really stupid name. Jabba's son. Um, but no, I'm talking about like uh, um, when they finally uh, you know. We all know what happens. Luke starts up the Jedi Academy. Kylo Ren fucks everybody up. Was Baby Yoda a part of that Jedi Academy Luke started? And does Maybe he's eventually... one of the nicer Ren. They never yeah. took the hammers off. So. <laughs> yeah. Does he eventually get killed? You know. Right. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, did, did you share? Did you share it out? Or? I did. I did share it to Outright Geekery and to Facebook. Did um, you share it to the Bullies page? I did. Oh no, I did not. Yeah, because I can't, I can't get in there either. <laughs> All right, while you're doing that, let me uh, get my points on what I thought. Like I said, this episode was awesome. Five out of five. Loved it. My Honestly, my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. Some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. <laughs> like, honestly, because this episode was just awesome. Uh, Dave Filoni directed the episode. And I just, he gets it. That's the thing. I mean, he gets it on a level that, like, most other people don't get. Uh, like the samurai influence he was doing, <clears throat> just the imagery and the cinematography he was doing, <clears throat> it was all like Star Wars-esque. Because Star Wars at the end of the day is pretty much just an homage to samurai western movies. And that's all this episode was. Uh, also, the bad guy, the magistrate of it, that was Bruce Lee's goddaughter. I didn't know that until I looked it up on, on I Facebook. I didn't know that that's either. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Look at you yeah. with all the facts. <laughs> right. So so she's like a real stunt woman and stuff like that. So that's why they put her in there. So I thought that was pretty awesome also. also that, was the a, that was a cool duel, man. That was a, oh, that was, yeah, that was yeah. a cool ass duel, just imagery. Even though I felt like, uh, like I said, Ahsoka, if y'all badass, she says she is, and she was trained by Darth fucking Vader, you know, I'm pretty sure she could end that fight in two seconds if she wanted to. But still a cool fight. I'd rather have that than, you know, her just flick her finger and she knows she flies across the galaxy and shit like that. Yeah. Well, that's a Plus, thing it, like, it was uh, pretty much established that she was trying to get information out of it anyway. Yeah. Um, she, that's the thing is like Ahsoka, spoilers for those who haven't watched the Clone Wars cartoon, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order. She got framed for a crime. She got framed for bombing the Jedi Temple. And the whole council was like, you know, actually thought she did it and only Anakin was the only one who basically didn't believe but even though even he thought like she could do that so she kind of got disillusioned with the Jedi was like how could you guys you know how could you guys think I could do that so she kind of like said fuck you to the Jedi to the, to the Jedi and left you know and because she also got disillusioned with the Jedi because of the war and the politics that was going on so mm -hmm. So she, she left, and then she stopped her training. She never became an, a master or whatever. So that also could be a reason why she doesn't want to train Baby Yoda because, you know, she'd ha she really doesn't want to have anything to do with the Jedi because of the Jedi allowed the Sith to come back, you know. So, True, which same thing that uh, Luke was saying in, you know, um, The Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, her master became Darth Vader. So she's like, yeah, I'm not going to train if this kid – has all this fear and he hasn't done shit right. in decades. No, I'm not going to set him on the right. path. Because she says she's seen it before. And even if you yeah. don't know anything about what she's talking about, you can just feel it in Rosario Dawson's, you know, like speech dialogue, like, whoa, there's some history right there. There's some, there's some hurt right there. You yeah. Know? 
I want to become famous. Yes, we do, Ogre yes. Man 12. You want to hack us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, like I said, this, this was just an awesome thing, man. They just keep topping themselves over it. Oh, And the, the big name drop at the end. Right. Thrawn. I don't so. know who that is, but I feel like that's a, that was a big thing because I know every Star Wars fan that followed this just shit their pants when they heard that. Yes. So. Well, Thrawn is an old, you know. I know he's from, from the EU. EU. Yes. Yeah. So he was in the sequel, <clears throat> the original sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the uh you know the thrawn trilogy the one that timothy zahn wrote back in the early 90s it was three books you know about what happened after return of the jedi grand admiral thrawn was introduced um you know in that story you know luke marries mara jade leia and han get you know married and have two twins one of them turns to the dark side all that eu stuff um right. but they he showed up in rebels so he's officially part of the new canon um so yeah uh him when they name drop thrawn i like ah again splash <laughs> i you know <laughs> also one more thing uh the gunslinger in the in the episode that was michael bean johnny ringo <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't that end the same way it's been a while since i've seen tombstone didn't that end the same way pretty much he got shot <laughs> right he got shot and he was like no oh, don't don't you know so yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, shoot. Let's move on now. I guess we move on past that. Let's move to the to the video game section. Okay. I got some stuff to say. I got some some news to give everybody. <clears throat> what do we got here? What do we got here? Yeah, here. Okay. So, news we got. Uh, Eli, have you done any Black Friday shopping? Just online. I got. I, I got. I did, I got some movies. I got like the 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 the. the the original Spider-Man uh, movies for like, uh, like the Spider-Man trilogy, the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy for like seventeen bucks. You just not got that, didn't you? List that as one of like your top five favorite I, movies. I, I I didn't have like I no. This one came with that director's cut of Spider-Man Two that I'd never seen. Oh, okay. So it's, it's actually four movies. You know, you know the the first three Spider-Man movies plus the director's cut of Spider-Man Two. So, but it was seventeen bucks. I'm like shit. I'll buy that for a dollar or, can't, or, 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 right, seven, can't or 17 that. of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I wanted to talk about with this. This is the thing that I got for Black Friday. Oh, uh, yes. There is a deal right now for Xbox Game Pass. Now, Eli, I think this is probably like the best deal out there right now as far as gaming, you know, value. And it's $20 for three for Target right now. Like regular price of like $45 on sale for $20 at Target right now. Like right now, go ahead and get it before the sale ends. You know, whoever wants to tomorrow get it. Tomorrow or whatever, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow, whenever yeah. it is. So when it, go ahead and get it. Like I said, they changed it around. So, you know, EA uh, Play comes with it also. So all the EA games, like all Star Wars games, all the Madden games, stuff like that, they're in that package for $15. You know, plus you get all the Xbox games like that. Now, the reason I bought it, because reason I bought it, because I want to know if that works on the PC. Now, if it works on the PC and I can play Madden on PC just from you know for, from that deal, hey, you gotta you I'm a, I'm gonna subscribe to that. I can't you can't beat that deal. So that's all I gotta say about that. Oh, they also got some weird shit about the PS5. They're saying, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're saying like the PS5 was the biggest launch in PlayStation history <laughs> for the first month. I don't know how that's possible because nobody has one. That's like you know, every so. 
PlayStation that comes out. You can't ever get one for a you while. You can't ever get one. But this is, like, really bad. Like, nobody can get one. And now what they're saying is that people have been, uh, like, hackers have been hacking, like, the websites, like Walmart and Best Buy and Target. Like, the moment they go online, they'll send bots and drones out and just snatch them up just like that, you know. There's even some third-party retailers say they got 3,500 PlayStations right now. So they're selling more PlayStations than, like, the, the regular retailers are supposed to get them. So... <laughs> Weird, weird as shit. Let's see what do we got here. Uh, cheap and easy deals. I like it. Yes, two thousand man, get it. Uh, next podcast, I will let you know whether or not it works on the PC or whether or not I just blew my money because I don't even have an Xbox. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works. Uh, hell, let's move on. To, I guess we're gonna jump into it. We're gonna move into the next part of podcast. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this is comic book bullies where we talk about comic books. And this is going to jump into it. And Eli, I guess we're going to start with the, the Ten of Swords finale. Ooh, the finale. Finally. Finale. Now, there were three books that came out. I'm only going to talk about the last one. <laughs> uh, all you need to know that a whole bunch of other fucked up shit happened. But anyway, let's just jump into it. Uh, what do we got here? X-Men. Yeah. What was it called? I can't remember what it's called. Ten of Swords Destruction Number One is what it's called. Hey, oh, it's and of course. One? They, yeah, I mean, but it's the last one, so it's whatever. So yeah, Ten of Swords destruction. Uh, so basically, how the book starts off. Now I got I got you some setup. I'm gonna give you some setup at least because there was some other shit that happened in between the books. Remember, the last book was uh, Apocalypse and his wife was about to fight to the death. You know, for the fate oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. universe and all this shit like that, which is cool. But uh, oh, and what happens? Apocalypse actually beat his wife. I know that's fucked up, but that sounds fucked up. It, it sounds fucked up, but it's not as fucked up as it sounds. Beat her in a sword fight. He beat. And in a that sounds even worse, but <laughs> you get the point. Well, if she, at least she had a sword too. She had a sword too, so she would defend herself. That doesn't sound you know? as as bad as he just beat his wife. <laughs> right. I mean, it was in a, in combat. They were yeah. fighting each other, so yeah. that doesn't sound better either. <laughs> she was she was gonna destroy the earth, so we gotta. There we go. That sounds better. <laughs> that sounds better. Okay, so he beat his. <laughs> they fought. He won the competition, but Saturnine said, "Okay, you got to finish it." Because remember, when uh Gorgon did all that bullshit in the last round, uh they tied up. So this Apocalypse versus his wife was going to be the last fight, and that's when. Oh, let me go ahead and do this. That's when they fought. But since Apocalypse didn't beat, didn't didn't finish it uh annihilation no he ripped the annihilation mask off and a line annihilation took him over and he decided to like destroy the, everything and just go nuts and all this shit like that you know so they had to stop him from doing all that uh then some weird shit happened and somehow the captain britain corps popped up and a whole bunch of captain britons popped out of nowhere and they fought and and gene gray and and cyclops got kicked out of the quiet council because they went against their wishes and decided to uh, go after Cable, you know, by themselves. So, what all of this shit happened? So now, now you technically you kind of caught up. So, um, anyway, all out fight. Rules are gone. Nobody gives a fuck about the rules anymore. Annihilation trying to destroy everything there is. Um, you know, trying to see what's going on and trying to think what happened. Oh yeah, Apoc- Annihilation. Did she take over again? Yeah. Annihilation gets the mask back. His wife gets the mask back. She goes nuts, goes crazy, shit like that. 
uh, and she summons like a Cthulhu monster to destroy everything, and she wants to destroy the Earth, she wants to destroy her core, stuff like that. Meanwhile, coming through the portal, uh, you get the sword base, you know, the sword, like the agents of sword base like that. The X-Men have hijacked it, long story, not gonna explain it. They crash through the other world, shit like that, and then, you know, Cyclops gives this speech about, okay, we're going to go out here. We're going to say, get our team back. We're going to bring it back out. So like that, Jean wants to take over. She's like, okay, cool. And she says, to me, my X-Men. So every X-Men ever jumps out of the sword base and starts taking everybody. Like, oh, Jubilee, Gambit, Rogue, whoever the fuck ever. Everybody just pops out of nowhere. You know, doesn't matter. She's still super strong. Eventually, they win because, how do they win? How do they win? Oh, Apocalypse takes over the Annihilation mask. He fights it all, and he forfeits the match. He basically says, I lose. So when he says he loses, that means Saturnine is allowed to stop the fight. So all this madness where aliens and demons and music shit like that about to take over, she can stop it. She just snaps her finger, everything just stops. So they been back to wherever they came from. But Apocalypse decided to stay with his family. He like, y'all go and stay with my family. And that's it. And that's pretty much it. It ends with, yeah, Saturnine having control of the Captain Britain army, but she doesn't get to sleep with Captain Britain. The end. And she like, hell, long, long live the queen. The queen is blah, 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 and all stuff like that. The end. So, yeah, like I said, this is the shit that Gomer goes fucking nuts over. I thought this was very anticlimactic. That's just me. You know, she just oh, sitting they, there, just they, all they depressed and shit off, like they, that. They went on and on on uh, Comic Cast. Not Comic Cast. I, I know they did. I know they did. They got to break this shit down left, right. Oh, this happened, this happened, and break down the Lord and all that Oh, no. I wanted some Mortal Kombat shit, and they had like foot races and fashion shit. It didn't like, it was like pockets of badassery. <laughs> they the actually part, said, like, what the fuck is happening? They actually said the, 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 the issue was just a bunch of talking. But Jonathan Hickman can write such good talking. And <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. I guess since Danny since everybody's shitting on Danny Case now, everybody need new dick to suck. So here goes Jonathan Hickman. So yeah. <laughs> he writes talking. My so thing well. is it was built up as this, and it wasn't that, but every now and then you got a little bit of that what you wanted. But over basically the whole thing was about Saturday night wanted to fuck Captain Britain, Captain Britain curved her, so she just decided this Mortal Kombat thing just to screw him over. Well, you can't bust your nut all at once, you know. Right. Uh, Hickman playing yeah, a long game yeah. again. Yeah, I know Hickman playing a long game because he does it in all his books, like Fantasy Four and Avengers. And I'm pretty sure this is just a, a stepping stone to the real story he's going to make. I, I feel like basically this whole thing felt like filler. Now there were some consequences. Uh the Krakoa. <laughs> Ban the X-Men name. Nobody's allowed to be, like, the X-Men are gone. Nobody's allowed to use X-Men name anymore. Because they said that X- oh, really? using the name X-Men means that you're putting yourself over, you're putting yourself over Krakoa, like the rules of Krakoa don't apply to you because you're going to oh, supersede I thought it was a, I thought it was a sexist, I thought it was sexist, X-people. Like, <laughs> What about ex-women? Like, no, no ex-force, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, they just say that saying ex-men means that you're not, basically, you're supposed to be a nationalist. You're supposed to be a nationalist through Kokoa, and basically calling yourself an ex-men means that you're putting yourself above that. So they just banned the name X-men. So X-men are not allowed in, in Kokoa anymore. 
So, or at uh, least using that name is not allowed in the X Men. The the Krakoa Tonians or Krakoa Knights or something, or the Krakoa or some shit. So I don't. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a thing. That's going to be an issue down the road, but eh, who knows? Anyway, we're done with the Ten of Swords, Cross of Swords, X of Swords, Kiss of Swords, whatever the fuck you want to call this shit. We're done with the sword shit. Oh, uh, Storm gave the score back to Wakanda. Everybody's looked at the stupid, like get the fuck out of here. That was it. What, what's coming up next? This reign of ten or yeah, reign Storm of X or some shit. Reign of X or something or Storm of X or Storm of Tens or yeah. what? I don't know. I don't know. What's that about now? <laughs> Look, we're just going to just listen to uh, this geese of comics or whatever they talk about. That's, that's it. So. Uh, Magic Connors said the X. <laughs> well, they can't call us the X humans because they're not human. They're not humans, know. man. They're, yeah. They're... Like Magneto, Magneto would flip his shit. Like, yeah, no! Human? Fuck. No! <laughs> just start choking motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what up, uh, Fat T? Fat T's in the house. Fat T, what it do? Just checking in. Okay, Fatty, we are not beefing with OG anything like that. I have to clarify. One of us got into trouble, got banned from Facebook. So, <laughs> so don't worry. We hopefully we'll be back next week, and everything will be back to normal. So yeah, uh, but yeah, that's all I got. What what uh what book you got? Uh, let's see. What are we doing? Um, you read Maestro? Yeah, but we wait. We're gonna wait. We're gonna wait. Okay, so you want to do Maestro? Okay. No, no, no. Um, you can do it, but we're going to do it, do it, uh, do another book for right now. <laughs> oh, should I do Shang-Chi? I want to save Maestro. I want to save her Maestro. Shang-Chi? Not yet. I want to save Shang-Chi. <laughs> you can do it. I just want <laughs> uh, How about Werewolf by Night? I'll do Werewolf All right, cool. Night. All right. <laughs> you can do that one. <laughs> okay, Werewolf by Night. So this is number two. Um, this is uh taboo, and what's that guy's name? The other guy, right now, okay. Taboo, we need to just go, they need to just put him on the payroll. Now. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on the payroll now. Benjamin Earl, yeah, taboo is writing all the native characters now. He's a go to guy now, he, he's yeah. on the payroll. Let's he's like, just, he's the native uh Tennessee coach, <laughs> yeah. He like, we got more viewers here now than we had on Facebook, <laughs> doesn't make any sense, but anyway. Let's... <laughs> Okay, so Werewolf by Night. This is introducing a new werewolf um, character, hero or whatever, the Marvel Werewolf by Night series. He's a Native American uh, Hopi kid um, on the reservation. His name is Jake Gomez. Um, and he, he has this, uh, it's sort of a, not a curse, but a, what are you, the dark family secret where at night he turns into a werewolf. Um, but his friend, he has a friend named Molly, who he kind of has the hots for, of course. And she, she showed him that music sort of can make him control. You know, music soothes the savage beast. You know? mm. And so he's able to control yes. and not totally wolf out and go on a killing spree like he should. I wish he would. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel. So we're not going to get that, you know. Um, but anyways... There's been a bunch of missing teens turning up, you know, or like going missing on the res. It turns out that this pharmaceutical company is basically kidnapping these kids and doing fucked up experiments on them, turning them into, you know, animal monster hybrids. You know, last issue ended where, you know, Jake or the wolf Jake uh, got into a fight with a bunch of these mutant monster things. And that's we jump into here. 
he's wolf he's all wolfed out you know fighting you know there's a pretty cool panel you know where jake jake the native jake wolf is uh fighting like this cyber wolf guy you know <clears throat> and during this whole thing he's like starting to lose control you know he ain't got his headphones on you know so he's starting to lose control and he you know you know and he starts fucking these motherfuckers up pretty bad he's like i never felt that way before anyways they're doing some more uh you know finding out it's basically more about uh what's going on with uh this this corporation doing this shady shit red wolf shows up and he's there kind of investigating whoa red wolf yes red wolf is there too you know okay um and uh he basically uh tracks down jake you know who's on the run you know from these monsters and this pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company you know and they kind of find him in the desert in the in the um in this cave hiding in this cave but then this the the like the the military or this these mercs are coming for him and then red wolf gets there finds jake but then it turns the night so now he's wolfing out again and now he doesn't have his music to control so he's trying not he's trying to you know not lose control but he just turned into a werewolf um and that's where it ends you know um it's it's okay you know i mean i you know I, again, I'm reading this out of obligation. Um, putting my money where my mouth is. Yeah, support it's, taboo. Yeah, and I got to support, you know, a native hero in a comic. And that's what they're trying to go for. Like, they're trying to make this guy a superhero. You know, only he's a werewolf. You know, um, it's... It's, uh, it's like Rawhead Rex in it. <laughs> yeah, he does look like kind of like Rawhead Rex. Um, Wait, who is Rawhead Rex? That, that... That's a monster. That's a Clyde Barker story. Monster movie. Ah, uh, you know. okay. Um, but uh, we go into a little, I, I, what I thought was interesting, like the story's okay. It's predictable. It's nothing new, you know, that, you know, the, the, you know, the adolescent superhero juggling, you know, the pressures of adolescence and being a hero and all that stuff. He has the hots for this chick, you know, he listens to fucking System of a Down, who I think suck. I don't give a shit. That's the song he listens to to keep him from calming down. I'm like, that would fucking... We gotta listen to shitty yeah, music. That would drive me go. nuts. That would drive me nuts if I had to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're getting that. It's nothing new. We've seen it before. Um, Red Wolf, kind of. Yeah, I'm wondering where you coming around with Red Wolf. Red Wolf, Wolf kind of, sort of, is sounding a little bit stereotypical, cliche. You know, mystical Indian guy. You know, we have to listen to the wind and you know all that shit. You know, uh, kind of, sort of corny a little bit, you know, a little bit. Um, but we do get some interesting backstory on Jake's life, that his dad was actually Mexican and he ran with a, a Mexican biker gang. And we go into his past, which I thought that was a really cool, uh, the splash page was really cool. Um, there's his dad on that one end, on, or sorry, the, this side. Oh, shit. You know, on this side. Fuck, fucking digital shit. <laughs> yeah, that's his dad right there, and he was a biker. And um, so the two sides, you know, just just that the um, for us mixed bloods like myself, you know, just sort of coming to terms with uh, you know being from two different um, races, you know, and that that struggle to uh, maintain your identity while being fucked with by everybody too, you know. Um, and we also get this thing about the conquistadors, you know, because yeah, they're two 
So that's the thing, the history of native people and Spain, the Spaniards, those conquistadors were some rotten, vile motherfuckers, you know? So now he's got like that past clashing with his native past, you know? Because mm. traditionally these two peoples were enemies, you know what I mean? So right. that, I thought that was interesting. So there's like, like, again, when you find, when diversity works, when you find accurate representation, you get those little subtleties that, you know, that, that matter, that, that, that hit home with you, you know, that, that you wouldn't get if you got a non-person of color telling these stories. So for that, it gets a four out of five. But other than that, it is just, you know, your basic, that's a Spider-Man comic with a werewolf instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, okay. You know, you can still, you can still, Taboo is getting, you know, he's a little, you know, he's still developing his comic writing chops. You know what I'm saying? Right. At least they just yeah. gave him like stories here and there instead of just, like, we don't know how long the story is going to last, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, 2000 Man Reborn, I don't think they're going to go with the high evolutionary. I think that's a little bit too big concept for, for Taboo. I don't think Marvel's going to let him use that character. Because that's a little bit too much. We're talking some cosmic shit there. So yeah, uh, that's my thing. Now, if they do, hey, that's that's on me. Well, yeah, so. I mean, seeing, watching monsters, I'm a big, I'm a creature feature kind of guy. I love monsters. Watching these monsters fight, hey, um, they haven't lost me yet, you know. So, yeah, four out of five. Cool. Okay. Eli, I want to know, have you heard about this book? Oh, no, not that one. Not that one. I spoiled it for myself. <laughs> Uh, it was a book called The Other Side of DC Universe Number One. Have you heard about this book? I heard about that. I almost, I was looking at it. I almost got it. I wasn't okay. sure. Uh, I should have got it then. I didn't think you were going to get it. So I didn't know it existed until today, to be honest with you. But I was like, eh. just like you read uh, Taboo, I'm obligated to read this. Okay. You know, I have to. Because the thing is, this book is written by John Ridley. I think I said it right. John Ridley. The guy that wrote 12 Years a Slave. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, so he's writing comics now. Okay. Let me make sure I, I, I didn't butcher his name. Yeah, John Ridley, 12 years late, he wrote that. Some He wrote some other stuff also, but mainly he wrote that. Now he wrote this comic. This comic is a Black Lightning comic. Okay. Uh, it's all about Black Lightning, nothing but just Black Lightning. What it does, it talks about from Black Lightning from 1972 to 1995. So it's it's pretty much the entire history of Black Lightning from then to 1995. And it's pretty much canonical with the post-crisis term that I was like that. It's pretty accurate because I'm, I'm pretty familiar with my Black Lightning lore. So what they were doing, I'm like, okay, he hit that, he hit that, hit that. But here's the twist. It told it from the perspective of Black Lightning. So what he was thinking and what was going through his head at the time when all this stuff was going down. For instance, like uh, Black Lightning was a decathlete. Now, I know people watch the CW. They're like, oh, he wouldn't decap. Yes, in the comics, he was the Catholic reason he was the Catholic because he used to run from gangbangers and thugs all the time. He used to like run his ass away from it. He got so fast. He decided, you know, join the Olympics, won the Catholic But because he was black at the time, they didn't want to put his face on there. So they gave it to Mark Spitz, you know, to be on the Wheaties cover, you know, and the only job he can get, even though he's technically the most, uh, since he's a decathlon golden like winner, He's the most accomplished physical male specimen on the planet. That means nothing. The only thing he can do is get a job coaching high school kids in bad neighborhoods. That's all he can do. You know, 
So it goes there. He go and that's what he does. And he sees superheroes popping up all like that, but they're all white. <laughs> Number yeah. white superheroes, and they, they never go down. They never go to the hood. They never, all they do is just fight aliens and monsters. You know, the Just League and stuff like that. But he thinking he's doing a better job because he's actually helping the kids. You know. Yeah. Uh, and there is uh, eventually there is one black superhero that does show up. You know, John Stewart. You know, but he like, but is he really? Or is he just a replacement to stand there for another white superhero? I mean, we can't really count John Stewart. I mean, he's a diversity hire, basically. He's the black you know? cop. <laughs> he's the black cop, basically. They don't they look down on him. But at the same time, John Stewart, you know, think he's hot shit. So he goes down, looks down on them. If you work hard and does this, you can be like me. Even though, you know, Black Lightning Jeff Sapir's look like, you ain't shit. You just a uh like the third or second replacement after some more white guys. And they don't even let you in the Justice League. So who are you? You know, but eventually, and I'm not gonna get it. Look, if you want to follow Black Lightning's history, do that. I'm not gonna get a Black Lightning history. It's all in there. Anyway, he becomes uh some other shit that goes on, like some stuff, some interesting stuff that's going on, like with his wife and his kids, <clears throat> because he was hiding the fact that he was Black Lightning from them. So he come home with all these bruises and stuff like that. Uh, his wife, you know, wants to make love. He came because he's all beat up and shit like that. But you know. And eventually he drifts more and more apart and she just up and just leaves him one day. And she's just like, yeah, I, the reason I left you because I knew you were Black Lightning. And I didn't leave you because you were Black Lightning. I left because you never told me you were Black Lightning. Because I realized that, that you cared more about that than you care about your own family. Matter of fact, you probably didn't even know we were gone until I just called you, did you? And then he's like, oh shit, I didn't. You know. And some even more fucked up shit. I actually read this book. I wish I had that cover. Damn it, I don't have that cover. Remember that Black Lightning cover with the Just League? We said, you jive turkeys. I ain't joining you. You know, you may or may not. I don't have the picture no, in front of me. I but don't. anyway, the Just League did some fucked up shit to him. And this is actually a real comic I read this shit. Where they didn't know if they want Black Lightning to join the Justice League. So they like sent three random ass goons that they just actually, that was them in disguise to fight him. And he beat them. And so then when he realized that he was good enough to join the Justice League, they actually talked among themselves whether or not they should let a black dude in the Justice League. Keep in mind they have Atlanteans, Martians, all kind of Kryptonian aliens and shit like that. But the black guy was going to, where they worried about whether or not they should let him join it like that. Eventually he said, no, fuck y'all. He <laughs> just left, you know. Oh, uh, let's see what happened like that. This sounds like good. It is. I'm going to, I'm going to talk more about this in a second. Um. Uh, but like I said, this is all, all this is Black Lightning lore. You know, they, there's nothing he made up. All he did was just tell it from his point of view, you know. Um, is it half where uh, Lois Lane becomes a black woman for a day? He didn't go there. He didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, of course, you know, Batman shows up and cruises to the outsides like that. You know, Batman knows everything about him. You know, he knows about his wife. He knows about his kids. You know, and he he talks him because at this time he gave up being Black Lightning, and that happened in comics also because some shit went down. Uh, a CTO got shot in a subway because of you know something he did, but he talked to join the Outsiders, and he realized what the Outsider was like. Basically, Jefferson Pierce was talking shit about the Just League because they never went to the hood. They never you know say about oh, and he lived on, on MLK Boulevard in, Metro, in Metropolis. Now, like I said, Martin Luther King was about you know peace, nonviolence. But any MLK Boulevard you go to in anywhere in America, it's plenty of violence there. Doesn't matter you go. So he stays there. And that's what he was doing, like cleaning up the, the stuff there. And eventually he uh, becomes actually good friends with John Stewart. He realized John Stewart 
uh, was doing his best also no reason to look down on him. And then he realized that other more black hero stars showing up like Cyborg and, you know, Vixen and shit like that. He like, you know what? I retire. Do my thing, you know. But he always brings a suit with them just in case they show his like his his 90s suit, you know, in the in the book also. So what do I think about this book? This was a I mean, like I said, they if you know your black light, lightning lore is nothing he told you that you don't already know. But it was interesting the way that he was like you can hear Jefferson Pierce thought process going through that. And you really understood what he was thinking, like, oh, think he's think he's doing the right way, you know, protecting black people. John Stewart is doing it the wrong way. The Just League doing it the wrong way. But he realized at the end of the day that he's just just beat up people. He's just angry. He didn't give a fuck. So he's talking all this shit, but he's doing the same thing everybody else was doing. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, here's my problem. Like I said, this is not a comic writer. This is the writer of 12 Years of Slave. Now, remember that same shit that only we talked about with Tennessee Colts, that he wasn't a real comic writer? Mm-hmm. Same thing with this guy. He's not a real comic writer. He he's a great writer. Don't get me wrong. He understands writing, but he doesn't understand comic writing because yeah. most of this book is just an info dump. You know, he's yeah. telling you all this stuff like that, where a comic like a real comic writer, there's a synergy between the art and the and the words and the dialogue. With this, it was no synergy between it. It was just info dump, info dump, info dump, a picture. Com- yeah. Comic books are hard to write. And that's what that's what they don't get. That's what yeah. DC doesn't get. Like th- to get it in the format to, because I've you know I shit I got a writing degree. I've written journalism. Yeah, I was writing for Outright Geekery. I've written articles, reviews, blah blah blah. I've written movie scripts. I've written TV scripts. I've written you know articles and blah. I've written fiction. Comic books are such a pain in the ass out of all that shit because you're so limited. And what you can portray, you you only have so many panels to tell your story. You know, it's like, you know, it's challenging, but it also forces you to cut away the bullshit and just focus on what needs to happen. And that's so it's hard. a medium onto itself. Yes, it's it's challenging. So yeah, when you got these great, you know, you know, uh, thespian writers who I write mean, these novels, Oscar, you know? and, yeah, you know, who write these great works of whatever to come in you know transition to a comic book you can tell like okay yeah this guy just likes writing words and you know <laughs> right he doesn't know how to write a comic there's a difference between yeah. a writer and a comic writer but i guess since he won an oscar you know he's smarter than everybody else you know and i yeah. get that i get yeah. that but at the same time like i said this is a medium and the medium has separate rules than movies does and and i, I think like people that come from tv shows and movies and and Articles like Tenny Hissy Colts, I think they do look down on comics and, and people that write comics. They're like, oh, that's shit. I can just do that in my sleep. I can do some of my spare time while I do something else. You know, like J.J. Abrams, like just gave his son a job, huh? Write a fucking comic. Just leave me the fuck alone, you know. <laughs> but it's more to it. It's an art form in itself. Yes, comic drawing is an art form. Comic writing is an art form. It's different than just writing. Yeah. Choosing what images to show, how to tell that story through sequential art is. They didn't. Hey. Cliff, what up? You are right. And they actually explain it in the book. The outsiders didn't go to the hood either. But they were a little bit more political than the Justice League. Even though he did say Batman was full of shit because he only drafted him on a team because he needed a black dude to pretend like he was Lucius Fox's brother. So, and John Stewart was off the planet. So, yeah. It was a second choice. 
No, that's funny that um, he said that because, uh, you know, back when I was doing Geek Savs, my other podcast, um, I interviewed this guy, Teddy So. If you're listening, what up? He has a he's a comic artist. He has a, his own comic, Native American comic superhero called Captain Paiute. And he, you know, he geared it for kids. And he's like, you know, he created this character, he said, because as a comic nerd growing up, you know, on the res, you know, reading about Batman and Superman and Spider-Man. He's like, none of those motherfuckers ever came to the res. Right. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to create a character that protects the res. And that's why, why he did his own comic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just interesting when that, that they bring that point up that, yeah, the outside. They, they even go, go a little bit further. Now. Not just, yeah. they don't go to the hood, but okay. Like I said, this was doing like from, like I said, they, they based the book is in real time from 1972 to 1999. So all the political stuff that was happening, like in 1979, the Iran, uh, like uh, like hostages, they took a, a hostage in, yeah. in Iran. Yeah. So they talk about that in there also. And they were like, okay, so if Iran has American hostages over there right now, why don't they just go over there and do it? So in the book, the Just League actually put out a, a statement saying that they, as an organization, are apolitical. They don't jump into it, even though they know that any one of them just jump over there and just end this shit anytime and just bring it over. But they like, no, we're going to be apolitical. We're going to stay out of this. So, like, y'all are full of shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I, I thought all that was pretty interesting, also. But, like I said, to go to my original point, like I said, all these are interesting. Like I said, I, I never seen 12 Years of Slave because fuck Slave movies. That's just me. You know, <laughs> I never but, seen it either because of that right. Either, like, <laughs> it wasn't like a shitload of Oscars up like that, but we're yeah. not going to go there. But yeah. I get it. This guy is a great writer. You can tell just by reading the story, he is a great writer. He is not a comic writer, and that is okay. And I feel like, Eli, when I started like looking at the reviews of this book, everybody's giving it 5 out of 5, 6.5 out of 5. So like, It's the same shit they were doing when Tenny Hissacos wrote that Black Panther number one book. They were just giving it 5 out of 5. Right. It was the greatest thing ever. Tenny Hissacos. We were the only ones, you, me, and Eric at the time, only <laughs> ones that said that book sucked. <laughs> just like, he didn't like do anything he just talked that's all right just, just monologue <laughs> that's all he did so we were the only one this is like when we first started podcasting we read it because we we know what a comic's supposed to supposed to read like we know it's what i'm supposed to be i think most of the people like honestly i think a lot of people that picked up that book like i said it sold three hundred thousand copies i think a lot of that was their first comic they don't know what a comic's supposed to be so they think well this comic sucks so I think comics sucks all the way. So maybe this is just one of the best ones of what it is. You know? Yeah, it was basically Tennessee um, Coates talking through Bat Black Panther. You know? Talking about Killing Joke. Uh, we have. We've already done that. Yeah, You're late. Killing, <laughs> killing Joke's dope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The so, cartoon ain't yeah, the comic is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ca cartoon suck. But yeah. But that's my whole point. Tennessee Coates, that first comic fucking sucked. Now, I will give Tennessee Coates credit. He has gotten better. But that first book fucking sucked. He knew what he was doing. We were the only ones that said the book sucked, but since nobody pays attention to us, we just fell on deaf ears. And but it took so, it was, yeah, and it took so long for that arc to get going. Remember? Remember, it was like yeah. a couple, two, three issues before stuff started finally happening. It was just them establishing a new government and a new kingdom and all. Right. And, yeah, and it, it was, was just, funny, Eli. Like I said, people don't listen to podcasts. So yeah. when I say it sucks, it just fell on deaf ears. But when I start putting in posts, and Facebook and social media, Twitter, I got shit it on. Yeah, oh, I hate thought, my own people. They thought you were white, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the fucking coon because I'm talking shit about uh, this shit ass comic. You know? 
And I was just like, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's good ideas. You can tell Tennessee has some is smart and he's very, you know, you know, socially aware of what's going on in the world. But goddamn, throw a fucking punch, will you? Like, <laughs> <Right yourself. laughs> so it's the same thing with John John Ridley. Now, now here's what this is why I'm going on this long ta- uh, rant about this right now because I think we should go there. I'm gonna go there right now. Oh, um, he's the same guy that's writing that Black Batman story. Oh, really? That Future State? Yes, that's a real thing. DC is burying that book. They don't want you to know about that book. Because they know about that press release and all that stuff like that. I'm going to just talk about this and get off this. But anyway, he's the same guy that's writing this this uh, Black Batman book where they got all this future shit. We got future Batman and future Superman and future Wonder Woman. I'll talk about shit later on. I'm not going to go into big detail about it right now. But in a very small blurb in that new preview they had, oh, and it's a new Batman, but you can't see his face. He's completely covered up. You don't know who it is. Written by John Ridley. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You just don't want anybody to know what you're doing. They want to just spring it on you at the last minute. You know, so who we got? Uh, the comic medium always been juvenile by the public, even since we're mainstream. It is. It is. I mean, you can tell by the MCU. Yeah. You know, they 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 dumb this shit down. Like yeah. the like Tony Every- Stark drinking his alcoholism. You'll never see that shit in the MCU. Everybody went and saw them. They watched the fuck out of that movies, all those movies, but none of them went and read any of the comics. <laughs> Creepy old man Dave. Yes, talk about different Batman's Flash, Punky Brewster, Batman, Baby Yoda, Batman. No, that book fucking sucked. <laughs> there are plenty of other comic podcasts, YouTube out there talking about that bullshit. DC Batman Death Metal. I thought the book sucked. I'm not gonna vote my energy there. So. Uh, does it? Is it me or does Duke look like Bumblebee from the Transformers? <laughs> I just don't get why you a black Robin in bright yellow at nighttime, like. <laughs> Like, you know you're going to be the first one to get shot. <laughs> oh, man. But that's my whole thing about that. It, it worries me that this is the guy they're getting to write the story. And matter of fact, that Future State, I looked at the list of everybody that's writing that book right now. Everybody is from TV. Everybody is from Supernatural or some other shit over here or something like that. But it, everything that we were scared of that DC was going to do back in February and June when, you know, when they fired Dan Didio and said this we're going to do, they're doing it. They're doing it right now. Black Batman, everything's in the future. They fired all their regular writers. They're bringing in TV writers, movie writers, stuff like that. This is exactly what they're doing. I'm scared, Eli. I'm scared. And like I said, I mean, as a Batman fan, what I like about Batman isn't... (laughs) Thank you, Cliff. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we we, us against the world. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about yes, Batman, you know, is the fact yes, that he is. he's a he he's from this other world, this fictional fantasy world. Yeah, when you bring him into real world and deals with real problems, then it sucks. And right. yeah, he's he's just a rich white guy, you know, flexing his privilege and beating up poor folk in the hood. You know? Right, because he got <laughs> issues that he never got resolved when he, when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, so he takes it on the dude selling weed, you know, in the corner. Yeah, but but you know, throw him in a throw him in a comic book where he's fighting a, a, a man I bat. If I say priest, that's just me. But uh, yeah, man bat when he's fighting man bat, you know that, that that's cool. You know that's all. That's true. True. I mean, hey, yeah. like I said, you know, penguin riding a giant rubber ducky. You know, hey, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> he he got a it's it's a it's a fine line you got to write. But who's pissed about not black people? Not the black people 40. 
That is true. That is okay, true. Okay, Boomer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I went on too long about that. I didn't want to talk about uh, – actually, the book is good. Read the book. I do want to say that if you know your Black Lightning lore – I don't know how many people know their Black Lightning lore, but if you know it, this book is kind of redundant. But it is interesting to hear from his point of view. Matter of fact, this book is kind of like a – it almost feels like a ripoff of the Spider-Man book Chip Zdarsky wrote uh, that – Life and Times, Life Story, something like that, where it's the same thing where it was in real time and Spider-Man A's in real time, just like that. That book was awesome. Go read that. So, yeah, like I say. Uh, what, what what you got? I don't know. What can I read? Am I allowed? What am I allowed to read? <laughs> do whatever you want. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Shang-Chi? Why we do Shang-Chi? <laughs> Knock yourself out. Whatever, wherever you want to go. <laughs> Uh, okay, I got okay. Shang Chi. Number... I just reviewed two books in one, so yeah. <laughs> Let me get it up here. Uh, Shang Chi number three. Mm-hmm. Oh, Should we reveal it now or later? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do. Let's shout do it. Out, okay. Shout so, out, shout out to my boss. Yes. Shout out to my boss. My boss gave us bam, boom. Yeah, Both he gave us autographed copies by what's the guy named Gene Yoon? Yeah. Autographed copies. I don't know if you can see it right now, but yeah, but he gave us autographed copies of Shane Chi yeah. number one. And that's what we're uh doing right now. So he gave us these copies. Shout out to him. He's a longtime listener. He's not on the podcast right now. I know he's gonna listen to it later on. So we just want to say, man, really appreciate it. Appreciate you for all the support. Yeah. So, Thank you very much. This was really cool to get in the mail. This is like an early Christmas present. Yeah. You know? I mean, you opened up, you had that like that comic smell in it. Yeah. It was there, like yeah, baby. <laughs> and signed by the writer, Gene Because it was a book that we did review on the podcast. Go listen to it later on. Um, earlier, we gave rave reviews on it. Well, we didn't shit on it. We actually gave a lot of praise on it. He heard the podcast. He knows the writer, so he sent us copies of it. So I like that's That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and this is a good book. This is a real, I've been digging on this book lately. So, so okay. Here we go. Shang-Chi, number three. Mm-hmm. Um. So what's been going on? So Shang-Chi is it revealed that his father had created these different um, organizations that, that mastered different weapons. You know, there's the staff, there's the blades, there's the house of the, the five weapons society, you know, and each weapon has a master of the house. And basically Shang-Chi was chosen to lead them all, but Shang-Chi's sister, who he thought was dead sister hammer yeah. sister hammer she's she's the leader of the hammer society she um wants to be leader so she's challenging shang chi for you know the spot to lead um and basically last issue um they fought a bunch of hopping vampires and shang chi got um scratched by one and he was like bleeding night or bleeding space or something he was bleeding black night it was like the night sky his blood was like space or whatever had stars leading stars and some shit yeah you know uh so we pick up here we get a flashback this oh man this was great uh this flashback they mentioned the boxer rebellion you know now this is again going back to like kung fu movies Mm -hmm. you know the boxer rebellion is an actual historical event that happened in chinese history where all these foreigners came in, were trying to like, you know, take over China, you know, and all the, the traditional martial artists sort of 
formed a rebellion to challenge them. And this is in a bunch of Kung Fu movies. This is referenced in a, like, I think in one of the Once Upon a Time in China movies was about, I think there's a Shaw Brothers movie called The Boxer Rebellion, where, yeah. you know, the old Kung Fu fighters challenge, you know, the foreigner, the, the, all these foreign armies and shit. So that was cool that they referenced that, that um, during the Boxer Rebellion, that Shang-Chi and his father, or Shang-Chi's father, you know, the, the five weapons societies were involved in the rebellion, you know. And during that time, it was revealed that he killed his, uh, his, um, his, uh, his brother, who was mm-hmm. one of the leaders. Everybody thought he died of old age. Like, nah, I, no, I killed yeah. him. So basically, that was just a flashback. So we flash, you know, uh, we fast forward to uh, modern times. Uh, Shang-Chi, he's at the, which, which house is he at? He's at the, is he at the Dagger house? He's at one of the houses. He's being trained on how to fight the, the, the hopping vampires. And they, I, they name them in this. What, yeah, they, they, have, they have a name. I forget what they're called. Uh, the Jianji? Something like that. I just call them, which, which is a thing. I looked it up. It's a, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a bunch of, again, Kung Fu movies, there's a bunch of, that's a genre, the hopping vampire movies, you know, where they fight these like zombie vampire things and they have to put like a, like a talisman, like a, this piece of paper with like a, a, a like a, a, a spell written on it. They got to put it on their forehead to make them die again. That's how you kill them again is you have to put like this magical spell on this paper, on this parchment paper and stick it to their forehead to get the vampires to go back to their grave. So that's like, again, being a longtime martial arts movie fan, I was like just geeking out over this shit. So, um, but then he has, he has a vision, right? He's, uh, that, is it his dad? I'm wondering if that's his uncle. Because- Well, no, it was his dad talking. Yeah. But, but I'm his, he was telling him, look for this shit for your uncle. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, um, Basically, uh, the fucking uh, damn, what happened here? I'm tr- sorry. This is damn. Okay. Yeah. So they they get attacked by Sister Hammer shows up and they're fighting and um. What happened? The 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 one. Uh, yeah, well, I forget what happened now. I remember well, hopping nah, vampire show. I remember a hopping vampire shows up. <laughs> yeah, but ba- the the his dad, his dead dad shows up and points him to like this background thing, uh, this other other place, and then that's when his sister shows up, and then he gets another map that he screenshots, but he can't make up the map himself. Yeah, and then she find then the the sister, the one sister finds him in there and thinks he's doing something. That's when they start fighting, but then um, the. Uh, that hopping vampire shows up at the end, mm-hmm. you know, and that's right. The hopping vampire exploded like it was planted there or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they attacked the Louvre. Uh, Cause he was in France at the time. Yeah. They're at they, Yeah. They're in France and they had, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going through this, my fucking, this digital navigation. <laughs> <laughs> technology yeah um so yeah the, it, the 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 place blows up and it's like to be continued they're you know they're 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 on the run now and he's uh he's still bleeding that 
his wound is still bleeding that weird space or whatever. Right. You know? But it's a little bit worse than that because it turns out that that wound that he that's that's bleeding, it looked like it's taking him over. He's becoming one of those vampires. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Oh, and his sister told him his name at the end because she would never tell him his name from the beginning. But at the end, she finally said, fuck it, I take my name, you know. Yeah. So basically, it basically like his, his brother and sister started to come around to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I again, I, I'm enjoying this series. Like it just just um, the references to like Kung Fu movies and the Boxer Rebellion. I was like, I was just like really geeking out on it. And, uh, you know, um, it's really diving into the history like and that's the thing with kung fu movies um yes basically yeah. we're getting the fact that the, they mentioned the boxer rebellion and that significant event in chinese history that's that's the purpose of why the how kung fu movies got so popular especially when they first started in hong kong and we mentioned i mentioned this when we were talking about the matrix how hong kong was its own state ruled by the british for many years it was a port city it was a very westernized city. Everybody worked in factories. There was shipping yards and stuff. So um, they, the Chinese people who lived there, they really got into, they really loved the Kung Fu movies because all these, the Shaw brothers were making all these movies about, you know, you know uh, ch traditional Chinese culture. And that's how they were getting their, their history through these movies. And if you go back and watch all those old Kung Fu movies, they're all about the same thing. They're all about nationalism and how they're always fighting invaders. You know, you know, you know, the rival school comes and challenges their school or the Manchus um, show up or the, you know, the Mongols show up and they're always or the Japanese like in Fist of Fury, the Japanese show up, you know, that iconic that iconic um, shot of Bruce Lee kicking that sign off the school that says no Chinese or dogs. You know, that was highly popular at the time in China because, you know, they were in this, you know, British ruled city and they and Kung Fu movies were giving them a sense of history and heritage. You know, so that's what we're getting through this in these comics. They're going back to that by just mentioning the Boxer Rebellion. You're getting that sense of Chinese history and heritage, you know. So, yeah, I'm digging on this book. So, yeah. Sorry, you guys want to hear more Batman. Sorry. Oh, why what did we, we do? I, I did read Detective, so I guess like <laughs> you you want to do Detective? Uh, well, you're next. Are you, are you doing Maestro? <laughs> I can do Maestro. I, look, you 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 do Detective. You do Detective. People ask for Detective. Do Detective. I will do Maestro. You want me to do? That? I did two books back to back anyway. So you want me to do Maestro now or Detective now? Yeah, yeah. You do, you go ahead and do Detective. Okay. Everybody want to hear Batman talk? We got to talk Batman. After right, we Batman. talk about this shit, no more Batman. <laughs> Leroy hates Batman, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost all our viewers right there. <laughs> um, okay, Detective Comics, uh, ten thirty one. Peter Tomasi. We have that Mirror Guy. Remember him, the Mirror Guy. Um, the Looking Glass. Whatever. Yeah, the Looking Glass. He's like an <laughs> anti vigilante uh, vigilante, <laughs> and he's um. Meeting with the uh, that mayor, what's his name? Nakani Nakano, that mayor who used to be a cop. Wait, what'd you say the name was again? N N uh, is it Nakani? What's his name? Nakani. He N was Nakano? a cop. Nakano, yeah, Nakano. He was. Oh uh, shit! Okay, yeah. let, let me before you before you go there before you go there. 
in that future state, like that future shit we were talking about, that's the mayor of Gotham at the time. Okay, so he does win the election. Yeah, he's, and he's he becomes like he he turns he turns Gotham to a police state, and that's where all the future shit happens like oh, that. So, so this yeah, so guy. this is okay. okay Things we need spoilers. to know about. So y'all want to talk about Batman? We talk about Batman. You need to pay the fuck attention. Yeah, you know we're dropping jewels. Stuff that's going on now, like what's going on in Batman now. <laughs> right. That will come into effect later on. So, yeah. yeah. So, Nakano, yeah, he was an ex-cop. He's running for mayor, and his whole campaign is on anti-vigilantes, getting rid of the masks. You know, He like bans vigilantes in the future. Yeah. Ma- in the future Bat- Batman, the Bat family. So, basically, he, uh, he gets shot. Uh, this mirror guy, this guy, he calls himself the mirror. He's anti-mask anti-vigilante he tries to you know join forces with nakano but nakano refuses um basically all over the city you know there's this anti-mask campaign going on you know people like the people of gotham are you know no more mask vigilantes no more batman no more nightwing all that shit you know so there's all these protests going on in the city um at one point, there's a, a, a counter-protest. These counter-protesters show up to challenge the anti-maskers. So there's all this <laughs> anti-mask and mask, yeah. Right, anti-maskers. No, no, po- no politics in comics at all, right? Right. <laughs> Keep politics out of comic books. Uh. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be about comics. They should, or they shouldn't be about politics. They should I be- just want to see dudes and tights punching people. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see fluffy kid shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a counter-protest that, you know, they, they're like, you know, no. They're like, no, we, we back... Batman. We back the Bat family. They've saved the city so many times from threats that the cops would never be able to fucking deal with. So no, we we stand. We are we we are for the vigilantes and shit. And there's like a riot breaks out and shit. And then um, uh, who who falls? Oh, mirror guy. Yeah, mirror guy ends up falling into the thing, right? Oh no, that's not mirror guy. Somebody falls off the thing and it looks like Batman pushed him. And then it's revealed that uh, uh, Hush has kidnapped a bunch of the Bat family. So Hush is back. Hush is back, okay. Hush is back, yes. Um, for those who haven't read Batman Hush, read that shit. Right. Um, Not the movie, the comic. Yeah. Um, and we get a little bit of what Damien's doing. Damien is going around trying to, he left the Teen Titans. He's no longer Robin. He's going around trying to solve cases that Batman could not solve. And right now he's uh, um, tracking down like people who tried to kill Bruce Wayne, tried to assassinate Bruce Wayne. And he finds this cop. You know, he's in, he's in, uh, he's in her house. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm here to, you got to turn yourself in because you were involved in a, you know, trying to kill Bruce Wayne back in the day, you know, and I can prove it, you know, it's Damien. And she pulls his gun out on him and he just grabs it from her. It's really cool. <laughs> it's <laughs> Damien. He grabs it from her. He's like, yeah, my mom was like, you know, uh, you know, part of the league of assassins and shit. And, you know, so yeah, you're gonna have to try better than that. You know, <laughs> but basically tells like you, 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 I have proof that you try to kill Bruce Wayne and you're related to what's his name. 
Hush. So she's yes, related to I do him. hydrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, we get we get to see that what's going on. So yeah, this is this uh, you know, detective, still pretty cool. This whole mirror guy thing, the anti-vigilante thing going on. Um, and now that you say that, that this Nakano is actually going to become mayor. Yeah, that, everything that you're saying is yeah. what I read in that preview. Basically, it feels like it's leading up to it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a four out of five. Detective, one or 1030 something. 31. Uh, 1031, yeah. So, like I said, all this lead up to the future state, Black Batman, Old Man Bruce, all this shit is going to be a thing. So, all right. So, can we, all right. We done with Batman. We talk about Batman anymore for this this show. Then we're gonna talk about the Incredible <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> oh yeah. And I know all you think about oh Hulk is just smash, 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 smash. No, we love Incredible Hulk on here. That's just what oh, yeah. we do. Like one of the few, it's like one of the few comic characters we both agree is awesome. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. All yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like I said, we both love the Hulk, and this is about Maestro, Maestro number three, number four, Maestro number four. Okay, so where this book is right now. Is that uh, Maestro, we just saw him sick a bunch of his dogs of war on the people. And Hercules came out of nowhere and stopped it. Now, keep in mind, Hercules don't give a shit about the people. He just wants to fight Hulk. That's all he cares about. So he was like, Hulk, I see you popped up and showed again. All right, let's go. So Hulk gets rid of, all right, let's go. Hercules catches his punch with one hand. <laughs> like he ain't shit. You know, and then I got to show you this. He puny gods him. He puny gods Hulk. Bam, <laughs> yeah. bam, bam. I was like, oh, shit. So Hercules just wiping the floor with Hulk. Just didn't give a shit about him. <laughs> then throws up then puny banner. You know, I was like, oh, damn, they did it. So Hulk like is how, just, yeah. Oh, how he, no, go ahead. Where he, like, grabs his hands and picks them up. Like how he breaks uh, Doctor Strange's hands. Remember that one book where he broke Oh, down? yeah, I remember that. Like, he broke his hands. <laughs> just like he's doing it. Like, he's slamming him down. There's nothing Hulk can do against Hercules. Hercules is just wiping the floor with him, just beating this shit out of him, you know. And we've never seen Hercules just, just wild up. And the thing is, he's saying, like, normally, Hulk, when we fight, I would let you get stronger so I can have a decent fight. But since you're Professor Hulk right now, I know you can't get stronger. So this is as strong as you get. I'm just going to just beat the shit out of you. And I'm and please yield because I don't want to kill you, but if you don't, I'm going to kill you. And then Hulk just said, look, I give up. I'm done. No mas. <laughs> You know, so and that's what Hulk just like, look, man. And, and Hulk, like, thank you. Uh, Hercules, like, thank you. Okay, let's go back to the castle. Get some wine, get some women. Hulk's like, nah, nah, I can't do that. Look, we, I'm gonna go somewhere. I might be gone for a long time. When I come back, we'll sit down, we'll relax, and we'll chill. They're like, okay. So Hulk disappears. We don't know how long Hulk's gone. Was he gone for decades, years? We don't know. Some time has passed. Yeah, time has passed. Yeah. Time has passed when he comes back. So he comes back and he comes back to, and like I said, Hercules is the maestro now. So he, Hulk comes back and this time he's got the full, he's full maestro beard like you see in future person like that. He comes back with this woman. He talks to Hercules. He's like, Hercules, I'm back. I want to sit back clear. And I brought you a peace offering. I brought you a woman. And I don't know who drew this woman, but it looked like he had fun drawing her. You know? <laughs> So yeah. Hercules like, oh yeah, let got let's all go those curves office. just right, yeah, right curves and everything. I know yeah. we don't like to look at the cartoons like that, but fuck it, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Hercules like, you know what? Let's go back to. I'm gonna take this woman to my office. We are gonna have a talk. Hercules, uh, Hulk, make yourself comfortable, you know. So Hulk makes himself comfortable and he talks to the uh 
What was that guy's name in the book? The guy, he was in the old book. I can't remember his name. The priest or something? Yeah, the, the, reverend? the one guy, yeah. Whatever his name was. Anyway, he talks to Hulk, and he's just like, uh, you need anything? He was like, yeah, take me to the throne room. Let's see what the throne room like. Before we go, let me go to the car or some shit. Let me go to the car. I, I forgot something. I left something. Like, you left something? Yeah, let me go get, get, get something. So when he goes there, uh, like I said, we got sexy whoever this is right here. And she's like, yeah, Hercules, let's get down to it. And then she reveals who she really is. My name is Vapor. She's one of the UFOs. Now, if you know your Hulk lore, the UFOs is one of his old bad guys, old villains and shit like that. But apparently, uh, Hulk has made peace with them because <laughs> they're teaming up to kill Hercules. This is like I said, Hulk. Her yeah. yeah, Hercules <laughs> couldn't, like, Hulk could do nothing with Hercules, but Vapor turned herself into poison like arson, stuck herself into Hercules' nose. So not only can he breathe, he's breathing nothing but poison. Boom. Dead. He's out of there. You know. So now you got, yeah. there's no maestro. Where's that panel where he's like, his eyes are bleeding and all that shit's coming out of his nose and mouth and shit? Oh, yeah. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. That shit was like brutal. I was like, oh, damn. Uh, Hercules getting fucked up. Here's my thing. If Hercules was this easy to kill, why did she do this to Hulk like years ago? <laughs> if they were trying to kill him so yeah so she does that thing so she's out of there and then Hulk thanks her by blasting her with what fucking gun he got from Alchemic Center <laughs> yeah, yeah. turns into fucking ice and punches her and you then know. shatters her yeah yeah just shatters her to a million pieces or like that and then tells uh, like the people there to like split her up into a million pieces bear her all over the town that way she can't reform herself you know and then he's the new maestro you know, and he tells that, oh, yeah, get Hulk, get Hercules the fuck out of here. Get his dead body out of here. So Hulk <laughs> is a new maestro now. So that's how he came to power. Uh, also, there's a little uh, blurb in there about Rick Jones. Rick Jones was telling Hercules, and this is the thing that they give us some background on her, um, maestro we didn't know. Like I said, he's got all these personalities in his head, Gray Hulk, Green Hulk, Professor Hulk, all this stuff like that. But he also has Devil Hulk in his head also. So basically what they're saying is that maestro is Devil Hulk taking over. And I really, and then I started realizing people are like, "Oh, damn, that makes a whole yeah. lot of sense." That does, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's the story. So, yeah, Maestro was fucking nuts taking over, and like I said, I think there's one more story left on to see what's going on, and that's it. Let's see what we got. Uh, I vape too. Yes, you are a UFO. My, yeah, vapor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck Mrs. you, the great pocket Hercules, bro. Yeah, you said it. You said this, but there's no Amadeus Cho. If Amadeus Cho was here, 2000 Man Reborn, I'd be like, yeah, you you right there on the head. But yes, it does feel like a Hercule, uh, a fuck you to Herc, uh, to Greg Pox run the way he did Hercules and this shit. So, yeah. But yeah, awesome run. I want to see, it, it feels like it should be done now because what else can you do? I mean, he's he's full on maestro now. It's, it says to be concluded. We got one more issue after this. Yeah, but it feels like it's, it's done. Yeah. I guess we... I mean, what's what's Rick Jones gonna do? You know, and then, right. I guess Rick Jones has to do something. But the way Hulk made it seem like, I don't know. We'll see. We got one more book to go in there. Like I said, this is an awesome book. I'm the sure puny can, god yeah. scene alone makes it a four point five for me. Yeah, because this doesn't Rick Jones establish that like rebellion or whatever. He does. Rick Jones does establish rebellion. You're right. Yeah. So that's got that's got to happen because Maestro hasn't gotten a full power yet, and I think Maestro doesn't take over New York; he takes over some other city. I think I can't remember, but we'll we'll get to it and see. Uh, shoot, any more books you got? Or? Um, I 
don't think so. I mean, not that I want to review. I mean, I read a bunch of shit. I just didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much booked out. I read. What else did I read? Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty booked out. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, I read that Snake Eyes. Who gives a shit? You know, no. Lifefield drawing Snake Eyes. He's red now. He turned red. So totally, you know, in your face Deadpool reference now. Storm Shadow showed I up. I think Red uh, Lifefield wasn't paying attention and just drew him red. <laughs> just <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm not drawing red uh, Deadpool. Oh, we'll say he's got a some magic spell that turned him red. So yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Bullet Man shows up, and then um, and then Storm Shadow shows up, and I was like, man, and it was, but it's like this weird fantasy story about, you know, they're fighting swords. It's it's basically extra swords. That's <laughs> a tournament or whatever. <laughs> well, Hercules isn't dead if you read Hercules limited series. He seems pretty dead, Cliff. I don't know. <laughs> this is Maestro, the Maestro verse. So yeah, this is a whole other universe. So and, and plus, Hercules didn't pop back up. The Water Children Run Jeremy Show. There you <laughs> go. Hey, that's what we're gonna call. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Cliff. No, I, I think Hercules is done for this. This because, like I said, this is some future perfect shit. If Hercules was dead, he would have kicked Hulk ass out of there. So, oh shoot. You know, have you ever seen the Octagon by uh, with Chuck Norris? Not really. Chuck Norris made so many movies in the eighties, I can't remember which was which. Yeah. Well, I, you know, after reading Snake Eyes, I'm like, because it had Storm Shadow, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch the Octagon because that was kind of, kind of probably where they got the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, you know, idea that they were brothers and shit and rain, trained by ninjas and shit. So I watched it, and it hasn't aged very well. The movie, it, I used to love it as a kid because it was ninjas and shit. Yeah. Has not aged very well at all. I actually thought, damn, this movie sucks. I can't believe I liked this as a kid. Well, I was a kid. <laughs> that's right. Lone Wolf McClay still kicks ass. So. That's That still holds up. Yeah. This, yeah, that still holds up. A few of his movies still hold up. Yeah. Gave up Walker, Texas Ranger. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shoot. Anything else we got? We, we booked out? Or? Yeah, I'm pretty booked out. I read other shit, okay. but I don't like know. If you listen this long, if like, subscribe. Good news, we are back on iTunes. Uh, we worked hard. We finally figured the thing out. So we're back on iTunes, back on Spotify, back on Google Podcasts. So you find us anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, listen to us on the road, stuff like that. We will be back on Facebook, hopefully, next week, unless one of us do some stupid, some more stupid shit. You know, if not, we'll be back on there. And we'll be back up and running just like it's normal. So, no, we're not boycotting the OG. We didn't get kicked off outright geeking or like that. Everything's still good. We're still going to do that top five graphic novels thing whenever Gomer get his schedule together. So we'll figure that thing out. Um, yeah, I think you're doing the Gremlins thing this week. Mm, I, I may have something to do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that scare right. you? Were you? Are you scared of Gremlins? I wasn't scared. I'm just not attached to it. I don't know. I like I like part two better, honestly, because it was stupider. <laughs> stupid. It was just it was just a stupid movie. I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever I've seen. But it, it caught my attention. I don't know. And that that Tony Randall star spreading news, New York, New York scene. It's stuck in my head for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, uh, until then, it's Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time. Same bullet channel.
pray at night for the helpless. Hoping you get us through breakfast. Wishing somebody come save us. Black lightning's back, come to shock the haters. Clapping, gangs active like where we at. Black lightning need to strike like where we at. Show us another way besides these guns and crap. Nighttime suit up, this for payback. This our Superman Robin and the bat. Step back, you might get shocked off of contact. This was for the hood, this for being black. We ain't got no hope, they killing every day. I mean, we need you in every way. We need results, we don't need to see your face. Here we come just to say the day. Here we come just in perfect timing to help the needy and guide the blind. Last night I saw a superhero, he was black. He said, This is for the street, black lightning's back. We pray at night for the helpless, hoping you get us through breakfast. Wishing somebody come save us. Black lightning's back, come to shock the haters. No lie, I seen him with my own eyes Electric shocking guys, putting them all in line About time somebody came down here and dealt with crime Not just the gangsters, the police is out of line So it's no trust, they don't understand our trouble I don't know him myself, but do we come from struggle? Cause I'm like no superheroes around here, bruh I'm like, he gotta be one of us Gotta understand the hate and the distrust Restore the feeling, put the love in us My partner say I'm high, I must be smoking something I said you right, I know the change, I know I'm feeling something Stand up for something, or fall for anything Lightning came with no rain I saw a superhero last night, he was black He said, this is for the hood, black lightning's back We pray at night for the helpless Hoping you get us through breakfast Wishing somebody come save us 